Welcome to Carry the Light. I'm your host, Carrie Alexander. During your time here, we'll explore all things positive to brighten up your day and light up the world around you. We'll talk to regular folks about doing extraordinary things, hear fantastic stories, get a little creative in the world of happiness, and learn how you can change the world. Now sit back and relax. Let's carry the light. Those who walk with God always reach their destination, Henry Ford. Walking those special places in the Bible is an extraordinary experience. It humanizes the text, brings things to life, and immerses you in its stories. A trip to Israel affords you this special journey, yet the Holy Land itself is host to a complex mixture of history, politics, and religion. Passages is an organization designed to connect students in the U.S. with the foundation of their Christian faith and give them the tools they need to lead. As Executive Director Scott Phillips tells us, participants not only visit biblical sites, they get to hear first-person perspectives from Jewish, Christian, and Muslim Israelis. We'll talk about this amazing journey and much more next on Carry the Light. Scott, thanks for joining us. Hi there, Carrie. It's great to be with you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, I am so excited to talk about your program. I just, I just love it. In fact, I'm thinking about, you know, enrolling in college so I can be a part of it. But, um, <laughs> so I learned about passages a few years ago while I was actually over in Israel. And I thought, what an extraordinary program and can I be a part of it? So right out of the gate, can you tell our listeners what passages is? And what's your mission? Yes, thank you so much, Carrie. So Passages is an organization. What we feel is doing historic work in the aspect of really reaching the next generation of Christian leaders. There are a lot of other organizations also doing the same thing. Uh, But what's unique about our program is that we take Christian college students with leadership potential on a 10-day experience to Israel to the place where their faith was born, um, to the place where they can walk in the footsteps of, you know, Abraham, the patriarchs, uh, the kings, prophets, Jesus, the disciples, and really understand and be rooted in the roots of their faith, uh, the Judeo-Christian roots of their faith, the biblical roots of their faith. And uh, and then also experience and meet uh, the people that live in Israel today and see the places of Israel today, because there's so many important lessons to learn by just uh, encountering, you know, modern Israel and the, the broader Middle East and what's happening over there today. So we take these Christian college students on on these trips, and then after that, uh, the, the journey doesn't stop. They have a capstone project that they create. It's further education opportunities to tell their story, and also after that, further opportunities uh, to be in our network and and to lead other students and to have opportunities for. You know, both stateside and Israel for, you know, either internships or even jobs. So um, really our mission, uh, with all that said, is it's really found in our tagline, uh, discover your roots, encounter Israel and tell your story. You know, discovering your roots is, is just understanding who you are as a Christian and building your strong foundation early on in life so that you can go and lead your future and lead in, in really the calling that you have on your life. Uh, and then, you know, Encounter Israel, as I mentioned, uh, it, is, it is really just um, seeing the Israel of today, uh, seeing what we 
believe is this modern miracle um, and learning lessons from leadership there. And so, and then the students, they have an opportunity to tell their story and uh, tell their story throughout their life of this transformative experience. So that really is, that really is our mission. Well, I love too that when I was over there, they were talking about one of the, the beautiful aspects of this. Of course, I, I love walking in the places that are read about in the Bible and it comes to life for me. But also it was interesting because the students get a chance to learn a little bit about a Jewish perspective as well as maybe even talk to Muslim leaders as well. So it really is one of these bridge programs of respect. And I found that really interesting looking at politics, looking at history, looking at religious philosophy. It was a really deep, but I liked trying to find the commonality of the three instead of just focusing on the differences. Yes, absolutely. So how did Passages come to be with that, you know, after that wonderful introduction? Why did it get started? How? Well, it, uh, it all begins really with our two co-founding board members or co-founders of Passages. Rivka Kidron, she was, the, uh, she was an advisor to Prime Minister Netanyahu uh, for several years. And, um, and, and she, what she did was, you know, she realized that, you know, there's this program called Birthright for, for Jewish young people to come. And to really discover their roots, obviously, it's the Jewish state, it's the homeland of the Jewish people. And, you know, they have this opportunity through this program called Birthright. Uh, But in the Christian world, you know, most of the people that are, you know, have come to Israel historically in the Christian world uh, were older Christians. Maybe they, it took them, you know, that long to save up, or they finally had the means to be able to go on this life-changing experience to the roots of our faith as Christians, is their faith as Christians. And um, Rivka saw this, she's Jewish, obviously, but she saw this in working with Christian leaders and the prime minister, you know, as a liaison to to the Christian world for the prime minister's office. Uh, She saw this gap. And she had the boldness to have this dream. She met Robert Nicholson, who's the president of the Philos Project, who also at the same time had these same, very same thoughts, that there's this, there's this gap for young Christians being able to attain this amazing experience of going to Israel because really it's a lot of, a lot of its economics and a lot of it's maybe they just don't think about it. And so there, out of that really came passages, and uh, we, you know, they, they were able to put together some very important orders, you know, for this vision. And then shortly after that, you know, I had known Robert, and I came on board shortly after that, and, and after that we officially launched passages a few months later. So uh, that is how passages came into being, really with this idea that, number one, you know, when Christian college students go to college, a lot of times, you know, surveys have shown that they, they can easily put their faith on the shelf and they can miss out on, on years of having a strong faith experience while being in college. And we know that it's such a formative time in life going, you know, during college. And so if they can be strengthened in their faith and their identity and, and have a strong foundation for leadership early on, they can keep their faith and not put it on the shelf. And that's one of the big disruptions that we want to, you know, sort of cause in the in the in this world. Also, you know, when it comes to you know familiarity with Israel, obviously the media paints Israel a certain way. It, it always seems like this war zone, and you know, whatever way you look at it, you know, there's just a uh, 
know, there's this sort of bias that comes from the media or maybe what they've heard on campus. And so for students to be able to go and see it for themselves, see the conflict for themselves, but also see the culture for themselves and see um, the vibrancy and the positive things that are there too. So that's really what spurred Rivka and Robert to, to start uh, what we now know as Passages. What a powerful story of empathetic action. You know, she, she yes. was Jewish herself, but realized that there was a gap and, and how do I help have the same experience for someone else who even believes differently than I do? And I think those types of stories are incredible. And in this day and time, when we are dealing with so much division, we feel like we're divided every which way but lose. And as you stated before, Israel's been dealing with this for a period of time. But so when you, when you started Passages or when Rivka initially had the idea how do you even start to bring people together to find that commonality or at least have an open mind and gain respect for one another? Absolutely. I think that's such an important question, especially in the times that we live in today when so many are so divided in our country. And, you know, I think it first starts with Passages is a big tent organization for various denominational backgrounds in Christianity. And as we all know, there's so many denominations and so many divides. So it really starts there. These students, a lot of times, are put on the bus together. You know, you'll have a Protestant and a Catholic on a bus together. You know, sometimes they're on their their own experiences because that's important, too. Um, But you may have you know, multiple uh, different Protestant denominations on a bus. So they're able to really appreciate the other, right? Maybe Maybe that they've had a certain view of the other, quote, you know, their whole life. And then they realize, you know what, we've got a lot more in common here. And actually, you know, in this instance, we're one, one church under the banner of Christianity. And so um, that really is, that's the first thing. And then I think, you know, obviously the experience in Israel, these uh, students are able to, to hear from so many different perspectives, you know, Jewish Israelis, you know, of different backgrounds and different uh, viewpoints on things. And also Arab Israelis and Palestinian uh, Arabs, uh, Muslims, Jews and Christians, you know, really, you know, running the gamut and their, their minds are open and expanded. And that's so important to just understand and have conversations with, quote, the other, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's key to societal uh, transformation. And, and when they get back here, you know, time and time again, they've, they've been able to really uh, identify that, you know what, I can hold my own views and, and be can have convictions, absolutely have convictions. Those are so important. But I'm a- able to have a conversation and a dialogue and maybe even relationship, you know, with someone who thinks differently than me. I think that's so important, especially in the times we're in today. Oh, absolutely. That was one of the things I hadn't anticipated on my trip over to Israel. You know, I couldn't wait to see all these historical and religious spots that I've heard about my whole life. But what I didn't realize is when I got to the spot where Jesus was crucified and that there are so many, again, as you referenced, even within the Christian faith itself, so many different denominations. So you have a section that is, you know, kind of controlled by the Greek Orthodox Church. And then you have, you know, you have the Catholic section. You have different areas and you see all these different priests and preachers and everything in the church working together And then also then learning that, you know, that area has been protected by a Muslim family for many years. They're the ones who lock the door at night and they have for, you know, like a century. And so it was really educational to see all of these people working together, respecting one another, 
Um, and like you said, finding the commonality and together, they all make it work. <laughs> so that's right. Um, that's right. So that's what I think is beautiful. And then also, I always find that when you're talking to someone of a different faith or political background or, you know, coming from a different country and uh, you learn something from them, you have some kind of takeaway. Maybe you understand your faith a little better, but then you also understand them and respect them a little bit more. So that's one of the reasons I just thought your, your program is so phenomenal. So talking about that, we talked about college students. So who can go in the passages trips? We reference college students. So could you let people know yeah. like who can go and, and how do they apply? Absolutely. Um, so, you know, this at the, um, you know, the inception, the birth of passages uh, was this idea to really focus strategically on the next generation, you know, those who were in college and, and focusing on them and investing into them because they are at the beginning of their, you know, their leadership journeys and they are the future of our country and our world. And so, uh, really, students that are enrolled in college, either undergrad or grad, ages 18 to 30, are, are eligible to apply. And a lot of times we do work specifically with, you know, with certain colleges and universities, both, you know, I would say, you know, Christian colleges, but also state schools and Ivy Leagues and other, you know, sort of secular, maybe other you know, public or private universities. But we do have spots available for those who aren't a part of one of those schools and they can, you know, students can go as long as they sort of fit that, uh, that age range and, uh, you know, are, are, you know, have, do have a Christian background and conviction. They are uh, able to go on our website at passagesisrael.org. And there's a place right there, uh, to be able to get on an interest list. So it's that easy. And so I, I know right now, um, travel is, you know, on hold, Definitely. So are you offering any kind of online experiences in the meantime? Absolutely. You know, as most organizations had to really pivot last year, come, you know, March and, and into the present, we're still continuing to adapt and pivot and, uh, and make um, adjustments to our program. We have, you know, done a number of things for our alumni, a lot of virtual events, over 150 events with uh, over 2,500 in attendance at those events. And, and we do have I should say, you know, that our alumni uh, base is right now sitting at about 8,000 students that we've taken since, you know, uh, Passage's inception in the last five years. And so, you know, we've had a lot of different, we've had, a, you know, different events focused on faith, focused on Israel, focused on Jewish Christian relations, focused on, on leadership. And, you know, we did a 10-day uh, virtual Israel experience on our social media. So if you want to take part in that, you could just go and, and, uh, and, and check out our Facebook or Instagram. And the handle is at Passages Israel. And you can check those things out. Next year, we're really looking actually to make uh, a lot of our video content that's sort of buried within our follow-up programs for only alumni. We're actually looking to make those uh, available to the public in one resource page. And, you know, these are videos... These are, um, you know, some courses and things like that, you know, really materials that anybody can go and learn a lot from. So we're looking to do that in the next quarter, uh, the first quarter of next year. So that's something that we're excited about. You know, and the other thing I thought was pretty exciting is accessibility. So we talked a little bit about, you know, that maybe the younger folks aren't thinking about Israeli trips so much or they're thinking I can't afford it. You make this very affordable for those who you know, apply for your program. How much 
does a student normally have to pay for their entire trip? Absolutely. Very important question there. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, you know, as you just mentioned, accessibility is so important, uh, especially for college students. Uh, many students just don't have the means to be able to, you know, take a, you know, $4,000 trip over to Israel, a $3,500 trip, depending on the season. And so we have very, obviously, generous donors, always looking for more generous uh, donors and supporters to help scholarship and invest into these students. And so uh, students only pay 800 and uh, just a little under $900 uh, to be able to uh, experience. And that includes their flights, uh, their international flights. That includes, you know, lodging, touring, you know, most of their meals in Israel. And so, you know, it really is uh, quite a scholarship and quite a subsidy uh, for them to be able to take advantage of. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And that, you know, everything is expensive when you're in college. <laughs> That's just yes. what it is. So I think what you're, you're doing is making it attainable for people too. So speaking of, you know, the program and them going and having this extraordinary experience, what do you hope that students walk away with after their passages experience? Do any stories come to mind of, of people who have went on your program and, and how it's impacted them? Yes, absolutely. I'll start with uh, one of our great alumnus. Her name is Jenna, and she went on a passages trip. And she was obviously a fantastic leader, and and you know uh, very rooted in her faith before she came to Israel with passages. She's just a fantastic uh, young woman. But when she went on her passages trip, her eyes really opened to you know obviously uh, you know the, the challenges that that Israel faces the challenges that it faces day in and day out and the people of Israel and the people in the broader Middle East face day in and day out and uh, that really really um, you know encouraged her to, to, to sort of bring that value uh, back to um, her local community and she actually ended up running for a state rep position in Ohio and, uh, and she won her seat and she's still, she remains a state representative, one of the youngest that have been there in Ohio. So that's an incredible story of impact. We've had students that have come, you know, on the trip and, and they're, you know, as far as their faith journey goes, they, they obviously believed and they were believers, but, you know, they were really, really having challenges and questioning their faith and questioning the validity of the Bible and that, that strong foundation that, that it gives us as Christians. Uh, and, and then leaving the trip and, and two, three years later, uh, coming back and saying that was absolutely pivotal to the foundation of my life. My faith um, obviously needed to be strengthened. And I went there and I came in touch with who I am, you know, and that's a story we hear time and time again. Lastly, I'll just mention, you know, uh, on a more professional level, you know, students will go to Israel and of course they'll have a strong faith experience. They'll get to experience the modern element of Israel. There have been uh, multiple instances of students who actually, you know, come back and they process their experience and then they take part in our post-trip programming and realize that, you know, my calling is this, is X, Y, Z, whatever it is, not necessarily that they'll move to Israel or something like that. that's not at all what I'm saying, but my calling is, you know, just like Jenna, is to lead in America in this particular way, whether it be in ministry or business or politics or whatever it is, and they change their majors and they're pursuing those careers now. So it really is a life-changing experience. We've seen it time and time again. 
That is just just incredible. Like I said, I'm, I'm thinking about getting another de- degree. <laughs> you just had to throw in that age dynamic too, didn't you? <laughs> we can all pretend we're 30 again. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to get with you guys and do a senior passages trip <laughs> for, for some of this other ones. Um, thank you so much, uh, Scott, for joining us today. And what you're doing is such an incredible program. I think it is a trip that they would remember the rest of their lives. I know my trip to Israel, and I've been a lot of places around the world, but that has stayed as one of my most interesting, most profound experiences. And I hope everyone gets to make that journey at some point in time in their lives. So thank you for making us available to young minds and future leaders and and learning um, about themselves, learning to respect others, and, and learning how to think. Uh, so... Thanks so much for what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Scott. If you'd like more information on passages or would like to donate to the organization, go to our website at carrythelight.com. Well, 2021 is just around the corner, and I know we could all use some change. We've got tips to not only help you visualize a brand new you, but how to achieve it next. just days away from a new year. Did I just hear a collected sigh of relief? Well, 2020 has been something. For some, depressing, self-reflective, difficult, isolating, fearful, reconnecting, whatever it was for you, I'm sure you have goals for 2021. So when you're thinking of what you want for your life, you might want to give a vision board a try instead of just writing down those resolutions. According to Susan Labor's article, what is a vision board? There's a lot it can do to help you achieve your dreams. Number one, to quote her, a vision board is a tool used to help clarify, concentrate, and maintain focus on what truly matters to you. Number two, it helps identify your vision, literally in pictures, images, colors, and words. Three, it reaffirms your daily affirmations, cut and paste words and phrases that define who you aspire to be. Four, It helps keep your attention on your intentions. It's so easy to get lost in the clutter of everyday life. But if you have a visual aid, it's a constant reminder of your goals and sparks your mind on how to get there. Number five, once you dream it, it's time to believe it. Think of this quote. When the soul wants to experience something, she throws out an image in front of her and then steps into it. Meister Eckert. And finally, number six, if you want a little privacy when it comes to your board, try out shoploveagency.com. They have a vision board planner in the form of a notebook. I personally love it. It comes already with inspirational quotes and visual aids to get you started. Whatever you do to, to bring in the new year, remember, every day marks a new beginning, a new you, and a new life. When we come back, we'll hear the delicious story of a man who had the vision of changing the lives of children with candy. We'll be back with your moment of light next. Moment of Light, a sweet 
sweet little story about one man's simple idea and his lasting impact on thousands of children in a time of war. Hal Haverson was a pilot in World War II. During his time, he saw a lot of suffering. So when the war ended and he was assigned to dropping food and supplies to thousands of Berlin who were cut off to the world, he decided to not just give them supplies, but to chat with the children lined up along the fence to see his plane. He saw desperation in their eyes, gaunt little faces filled with hunger. So he reached in his pocket only to find a pack of gum. He tore up the pieces and handed them out to the children. The sight haunted him. So when he returned to the base, he gathered all the chocolate that was rationed to him, as well as several other soldiers, and returned, dropping a load of chocolate bars from the sky. And he kept coming back. Soon, according to the Washington Post, they started calling him the candy bomber. When I dropped those first candy parachutes and I saw kids racing for them, I knew I had to keep going, Hal told reporter Kathy Free. And boy, did those little parachutes carrying chocolate and gum have impact. Ingrid Azvedo is now 86 years old. She was one of the kids who got a small piece of gum from Hal on the first day of his mission. There was no food or clean water in Berlin. We were starving to death, she said. Then came along this tall and skinny pilot who reached in his pocket to give us all he had. A kindness like that stays with you a lifetime. Another woman said, I was 14 and I'd seen too much evil to believe in anything good and the candy bomber made a place for him in my heart. When a gust of wind carried that little parachute to me, you cannot imagine what it meant. Because of him, we started to believe that good could come from bad. In the end, Hal and his friends delivered 23 tons of candy and chocolate to children throughout Western Berlin. Hal told the reporter these final words. My advice to people is the same today. Don't hate. Don't be mad at your next door neighbor. If you want to get the best out of life, you have to forgive. And sharing a bit of chocolate with someone now and then can't hurt either. Well, as we get ready to celebrate the coming of 2021, maybe pick up some chocolate and share with someone who could use a little sweetness right now. Happy New Year, and remember to carry the light. For more information on how you can carry the light, follow us on Instagram at carrythelight underscore now or check out our website, carrythelight.com. I'd love to hear from you.